Hi everyone, welcome to Awakening Soul Vibes. I'm your host, April. I'm joined here today with Victoria. Victoria, introduce yourself to everyone, please. Hello, my name is Victoria McMars. I'm from Mississippi and I own a boutique, Afni Boutique. If you would like to go and see about that, you can go to www. Yes, and I love your dresses. I love the outfits and the jumpsuits and and the accessories. So I would love for everybody to support Victoria. Very nice clothing and accessories. And my first question is for you, Victoria. If you had to pick a HBCU in Mississippi, would you pick Alcorn or Jackson State? Okay, well, I have family in both, but if I had to choose, it would be Jackson State University. Um, I've been living in Jackson for a very long time, and I went to Tulane College, so I'm kind of just a little biased. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so definitely would say Jackson State. Majority of my family members did graduate and attend that school, so I would definitely say that. Yes, yes, I, I agree. I um, my uncle Kevin, he's an alumni from Alcoin. I wanted to go to Alcoin when I was younger, but then once I got in high school, I was like Jackson State is something that I would rather you know go to try to get away from kind of like the country life a little bit because Alcoin is country. Well, Mississippi, right. Mississippi in general is country, but Jackson got more of a you know, city, you know, city speed about it. And it's just right. And it's definitely in the city, you know, in the middle of the heart of Jackson. So it's got a lot of history behind it. Um, and if anybody would like to do history, I would actually research Jackson State University and what has happened on the campuses, you know, for, you know, maybe I'd say I forgot what year it was, but there's definitely some real strong history about, you know, uh, crimes that happened with, you know, Caucasian. I won't, you know, go into detail, but how much history it goes into that mm-hmm. and how they treated us on our own campus there. So if you want to do some research, I would definitely say go into the archives and kind of uh, look into what had happened on there, on that campus that time. Yeah. Definitely a lot of, like, historical value with me going to Tulane, too. So I'm definitely Jackson State. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially when Dion stepped in there. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm so happy that people are um, shedding a lot of spotlight on Jackson State. You know, just, you know, HBCUs in general in Mississippi, you know, because we always seem to get a lot of, you know, recognition when it comes to like our marching bands, but it was never, you know, our football teams and our sports as much as like Florida and, you know, those kind of places like that. But I'm just really happy that, you know, Dion was able to go in there and do that. I think that was really awesome. And I think I've seen somebody has shared on Facebook that they're going to record a season of them from, I think, was it this summer they're going to do a season or something like that of like a reality show of, of the team or something. I don't know. Did you see something like that? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm pretty sure there will be more because right now they are doing a lot. Like he has a social media fan page and they do a lot of recording already. And I know that he has put Jackson on the map. He has uh, brought a lot of good players, including his own son. 
Um, he's brought out of money. You know, financially, we've been struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we've been struggling. I think there's a lot of mismanagement, but I would say that brought a lot of people into Jackson to have funds, to enjoy themselves, and to, you know, he even had some function here not too long ago, an event, which brought us together as a community. So he's definitely bringing community in. He's bringing spotlight to the football team because it hasn't been for a while. Mm-hmm. Because they have been winning many games, but he came through with the vengeance. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate him doing mm-hmm. what he's doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, they were saying at first about Jackson and, and the crime but I'm like nobody's thinking about that right now we we, we we looking at him bringing in some some good players and you know bringing some money to Jackson State University actually people yeah. are starting to donate more mm-hmm. so I'm like kudos to that because they really needed to update the you know finish what they started with uh, changing things things around, expanding it, and hopefully they'll figure out what they're going to do about the stadium. Like, I think they'll be able to get it done now since he's here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. think the, the crime will go down a lot if there was more um, of that kind of news going on. You know, I, well, we're going to always have crime no matter what, you know, because of right. poverty and peer pressures and some people just don't have uh, support and certain family members will step in and say hey you don't need to be doing this it's just it's just like a lot of things you know that's this is why we always have these kind of conversations about crime and why is the crime so high in jackson and but stuff like this is making it like you said this is a good a good thing that we can focus on instead of always talking about the crime all the time you know so what is financial freedom to you Okay, now this is a touchy one because everyone seems to think that financial freedom is basically to own your own business and be able to be debt-free, completely debt-free, mm-hmm. and be able to live your life the way you want to. And I would always say that as a business owner, I also work part-time. And I would say to me, when it comes to financial freedom, it's basically having like financial knowledge and guidance along with you making just decisions with whatever finances that you may have so that you do not owe anybody other than your normal day-to-day living and you can still be able to travel and live the life you you always wanted so you can do that with a nine to five a degree that you you know you pick a degree that makes sense that actually is going to get you to a point where you can still be making above six figures and be financially free because you have made smart financial decisions, whether it's investments, whether you do your 4K pension, or like at some point you will end up becoming debt-free. To me, it's just all about being debt-free versus just really saying financial freedom, saying you don't have any other bills because you can always have bills. Mm-hmm. You can always pay light bill, water bill, gas, whatever. So when I say financial freedom, it's you being able to make conscious decisions or good decisions about what you spend your money on, how you saving your money, and being able to, you know, pick a career, whether it's, like I said, you know, being, um, you know, owning a business or working on a corporate level with people who already have a business built, you just work with them and still could make above two, you know, 200,000 plus and still be free from financial burdens if mm-hmm. you just make the right choices in life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even a business owner. We are not debt free. We still have to work. And unless you're doing something that's residual, mm-hmm. then it still will be considered you working. So you still would have to go out and grind up until a certain point and then you can become financially free from being, you know, 
once you've made a certain point in your life. But it takes a while. Yeah. So that would be my definition of it. It's just to make, you know, making sound decisions to be able to create a life that you always want to live, uh, to, 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 you know, eliminate debt mm-hmm. out of your life, be able to do, move the way you want to move. Yeah, I agree. Victoria, you over here preaching, girl. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What is the importance of mental health and entrepreneurship to you? I say it's very important. And I'm going to put my personal spin on it because, you know, I've touched on it a few times when I'm on social media. And sometimes people may think it's, you know, negative or they may spend it saying attention seeking, but it's not. It's really what people do go through. Mm hmm. Um, when it comes to mental health yeah. so if you are having difficulties in your life whether it's struggling to concentrate you know depression anxiety that actually comes through with the business you know business because sometimes it weighs heavy you have to basically have a life like a balance so if you don't have a balance between your family life and your business life it can cause a lot of stress stress then turns into anxiety and then anxiety goes to depression because you're feeling so you don't want to let yourself down with the business you want to you know make sure that it's financially uh you know you know financially stable you're not struggling but there's going to be struggles within the business people think that you're going to go on with this great idea Mm. and go into selling you know multiple things and making a living right off the bat well no it takes it's a process mm-hmm. it's ups and downs it takes support uh yes people have come from the ground up but they don't tell you some people don't explain to you their mental health the mental struggles that you deal with like it takes a toll on you when you're not succeeding the way you want to succeed you're not making the money the way you think you should make it and now you're struggling day to day and dealing with disrupting customers you know dealing with trying to balance your home life with it so yes it's a very important seek i would say if you're going to go into business and you already have issue with anxieties or whatnot seek therapy mm-hmm. a therapist and also uh when it comes to business i would always say get a mentor mm-hmm. mentorship is important mm-hmm. i didn't have that at the very beginning i had you know one person that assists me and she's great she's a great business owner you know she has a lot of ideas and whatnot but even with that being said even if they give you all the tools and resources if you are struggling with you know anxiety or depression or anything of that nature bipolar whatever it is because some people can't actually be functioning you know with whatever type of illness they're dealing with whether it's bipolarism whether it's you know, social anxiety, whatever it is, you can still be functioning, but you have to have the help and the support along with it. And it did and be dedicated towards, you know, seeking counsel. Mm-hmm. I agree so with you. If you want your business to succeed, you do need to do research, do all these things, but also be mentally prepared for what damage it could cause because it is a struggle. No matter how much you pray, no matter how much you go through the process and say, well, hey, I know this is for me. It's going to work out. Yes, keep the positivity, affirmations going, reading the scriptures, all of that. But at the end of the day, you still have to deal with things that are out there in the public. You still have to deal with the stress of making sure the light still stays on your home, in your home while you're still trying to afford to pay the bills and the gifts that it may happen when you're, you know, doing your small business. It takes a while to grow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you for talking about that and touching on that because 
you know, we live in a society that everything is just seem like it's just instant gratification. And if people make it seem like online, it is easy running a business when in fact it's not. And I'm glad that you're able to be honest and transparent and it can help somebody that's listening, that's thinking about owning their own business. This is not a discouragement at all. This is just the reality. This is the reality. And we live in a world where stuff happens every day, all the time, and you don't have control over everything. Right, right. You definitely don't. And like I said, you can't control on how the dips happen. You see what happened with COVID and everything. Mm-hmm. Some people were able to get PP loans and things like that. Me, I wasn't able to. So guess what? If my business wasn't already soaring because people had already known me, it's, it was difficult now because people are in the home and they're not really focused on, you know, spending money because now they financially can't afford to do anything because some people did not get paid during those times or, you know, they wasn't getting the full amount and had to keep the children at home. It was very stressful. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't shopping as much. I know people weren't. So if you weren't already had that support base at first just imagine you now not be able to do the things you normally do and go out and you know advocate for yourself now you're at home behind a computer screen and if you are dealing with social anxiety or whatever the case may be or you're shy and timid and you don't really know how to use tiktok facebook social media and you're not that type it's so hard to get across mainstream mm-hmm. if you're not trying to go out there and do something different on social media and try to bring something different it is so hard and i'll be the first one to tell you that i am very you know i'm not anti-social but i'm an introvert when it comes to my life mm-hmm. you know i like to say you know i like to be at home most times i do like to have fun and get out but i know because i am a single parent i work a job i'm doing a lot of other things that i'm not able to have an outlet and sometimes with the business that is also a struggle to get yourself out if people don't see you yeah no, if people are not seeing you, they automatically assume that you don't have anything worth value or they feel as though, hey, I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't know her, what can she bring to the table? She doesn't put, you know, you gotta put yourself out in the business. Like, you can't really sit there. You really have to be vocal. You have to be bringing something to the table. You can sell the same product, but you gotta put your own skin on it. And if you're not able to do that because of your mental situation, you need to get help, you know, with it, get, you know, brand ambassadors like it's ways to get around everything mm-hmm. you just have to be dedicated you have to be focused you have to learn how to trust and get help when it comes to that when it comes to the business and it's really difficult it can be but also it could be a blessing when God has something for you already it'll work out in due time you just have to be patient and I think patience is what we lack what year did you start at your um your boutique I actually started my boutique because I worked at AT&T in technical support and I, the, the whole department, they were talking about, it was like, you know, sometimes there is always this little rumor, hey, we're not making the numbers or they don't see a use for us, but they, they bring in people to let us go. So Ooh. the more they go up at the top, they eventually going to close everything down. Mm. And it was like, no. And then all of a sudden they'll bring the management in and I said within a year, it just didn't feel right. And I was like, okay. I need to think of something else because I've been here for over eight years. I want to do something different. Oh, and wow. I had mm-hmm. a mentor who already was doing a business online. And I was like, okay, how can I get involved with that? Like, how can I turn my, instead of just being, working for somebody, how can I work for myself and be passionate about it? And of course, one thing that I know is fashion. 
I know how to put some things together. I'm not shy when it comes to that. You know, I love to make people feel good and look good. Um, and I decided, okay, well, I can turn this into a career. And right when that, ha- you know, right when I decided to do that, that's when they gave us an ultimatum: either you can transfer to another college center, or we're all gonna close this whole college center. We just gonna give you a severance pay. Mm. So what I did is, okay, let me go ahead and start the business. So I did the jersey accessories for us. You know, I'm always a big advocate of supporting us and black-owned businesses. So I decided to bring something in that was more cultural. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, let me start with jersey accessories. Then I extended it because, of course, I like the fashion, African attire. So I get the skirts and all that. And I just made a business out of it. I said, okay, this is for me because it puts together me, you know, making women feel great and also mm-hmm. get a chance to dabble in jewelry and accessories and play around with them and wear it and show people how I can be accessorized and outfits and all of that and still make, you know, money for myself, you know, be able to support myself without going back to a job because at that point I was like, okay, they could just get rid of me after eight years and, you know, I had to fall back. I really didn't go reapply for another job. I said, let me try opening my own business. Now I did do that. And I still have it. And I'm going to always continue to have it. But like, sometimes, like I said before, sometimes your vision needs to be strong. You need to have support. And you also need to make sure that you understand your target market and the things that you need to start a successful business at the very beginning. Like, you need to understand, you know, the financial aspect of it, how much money it would take for you to succeed. Like, you need to have backup funds. You can't go off, like people say, it's one of the million stories you say maybe one out of a million chance that a person would actually flourish in the first year. Mm-hmm. It takes up to three, three years. And sometimes most businesses fail in five. So I've been pretty blessed to be able to go past it. However, I still had to maintain a secondary job, which I'm not ashamed of saying, until I figure out what I need to do to build the business better and to be more successful. So I'm taking a step back for a while to just regroup get my personal life because I'm going to go back to the mental health part because I had to go to therapy. I had to take a break and do some things because of things that happened in my past. How I had to get over it and I'm still working towards that. So I deal with anxiety and depression at times and, you know, I go to therapy or people are against it, but medication is, is very helpful. If you have to do it to better yourself, do it. So that's what I'm doing now is my mental health comes first before anything. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's how I actually started my business was to actually, you know, I was faced with go back to work or start my own and see how that goes with a passion of mine, which would be beautification. You know, I even, you know, and I didn't even let you know at first, but I actually flipped a house before and sold it. So I have a, I do have like a real okay. estate. Mm. I do. I just haven't went back into it because again, I had a tendency to jump into things just like my business without doing the proper research and I'm not saying that he failed like I, do, I have not failed I just had you know fell back and I'm falling forward at this point and I will start doing that again in the future okay so mm-hmm. it's make sure clean investments properties yes I'm going to come back with that at some point and that's my future goal as well and that goes and stems back to your passion like beautification you know with flipping homes, you do have to have an eye for things. You need to be able to see what things will look like, even in its worst state. So I picked a home that was not in its worst state, but it had a lot of work that needed to be done. And again, your team is everything. 
you can start off with your own ideals and all of that and set the foundation. But ultimately, at the end of the day, most people that are very successful has a successful team behind them. So don't forget that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Victoria, Victoria over here just dropping all kind of jewels today. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very important, you know, to know what you're talking about, you know. And you're just not up here blabbing and, you know, trying to sound a part. You are the part, you know what I mean? You, you, you're bringing a lot of um, valuable information for the listeners today. So what is ways that we can all cultivate healthier relationships? Now, when it's when we're going into relationships, and we're talking about family relationships, are we talking about uh, all, all all of them, girl? All of them. A lot of people be thinking about you know romance stuff, or you know, right? Stuff. It's not about that. Honestly, the foundation of it to me, the foundation of cultivating these type of relationships is honestly, we talked about it. It's it's about open communication. It's about conflict resolution. We don't really have that down packet. We tend to over talk. We tend to yell, scream to get our point across. We tend to shout out other people's ideas because we feel like we're not able to be taught anything as if we've heard it and done it all before. We, you know, tend to shut down and feel like we don't have a voice. It's like the communication is lacking. Like we need to learn how to build better communication skills. Yes. Uh social skills. And I'm guilty in in uh those areas and, and I have been improving because I'm healing, you know, ING healing. I'm not just um the type of individual that'll continue on something that I know that is not gonna benefit me and I'm not growing, you know what I mean? Like you said, like if you realize the communication is off, then maybe it's something within yourself that is off. You know what I'm saying? Like I know some people were completely shut down and that's toxic too. Very toxic. It, it comes to a point where even with my therapist, he had to look in the mirror. He said, you need to look in the mirror and just sit there and look in the mirror and look at yourself and how you see yourself and the things that you've done and really focus on what is the change that you want to see in yourself. You know, sometimes it's hard to do that because we focus on everybody else and everything else that's going on in the world and woe with me or even it, it has to be everybody else's fault. It can't be me. But sometimes, and that's with anybody, we're imperfect human beings. Mm-hmm. We need to work on ourselves each and every day. Mm-hmm. There's nothing as the perfect person. You may be overall a great person when it comes to giving or, you know, the gift of gap or you love people beyond their faults and things like that. But then you may have this issue where you are, maybe, you know, you're not kind. You're like, you know, you, you, you're you're negative with your thoughts and the negative things that you say it comes out in the way that you carry yourself or it could be because like you said you just lack the ability to speak to a person in a good tone it's always disrespectful or you you know shut people out or things like that like you have to be open to be like I need to fix the way that I communicate with others fix the way I think my thought process am I the type of person that you know, I always think that I'm right and can't be told anything or, you know, of that nature. Or, you you know, be, you know, be open to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think, 
I heard people say all the time, even with someone I knew in the past, it's like, I'm going to be me, this is going to be me forever, this is who I am, we can't accept it, so what? I said, but that's a negative way of thinking. I understand it if the person that you are is, you know, you settle in who you are because it doesn't affect others, but when it starts affecting everybody else around you, it's time for a change. Yes, absolutely. Definitely time for a change. We're at the 24 minute mark. We have 30 minutes. Is there any questions that you have for me, Victoria? And we can try to like slide into another question. Yeah, like let me ask you this. How do you feel about uh, not necessarily mental health, but but, but yeah, how do you feel about mental health? What do you think as African-Americans, do you feel that people are open to mental health like issues? Are they willing to be able to accept that they have a mental issue and get help? I hate I hate bringing up this celebrity right now, but I that the first thing came to my mind was Kanye West, baby. Like I've seen so many scenarios where you've seen an ex stalking and belittling their baby's mother, or vice versa. And people do this shit. I'm sorry, excuse my language. People do this stuff all the time on social media to people. They even do it outside of social media and i'm like he doesn't have his strong black mother in his corner he doesn't have anybody in his corner to really tell him that he's fucking up and he need to quit doing that because all this can haunt you and then when i look on my facebook uh, yesterday evening it said that he got snubbed for a grammy nomination because of his behavior on social media and then they did well they not deactivate but they suspended his um instagram account because every single day this man was harassing and belittling kim and the guy that she's with now and it's just like you know now to me that's like a huge meltdown that is a huge meltdown so when i see people with all this money and all this fame that don't mean nothing the end of the day no, if you don't have your mental health together and you don't have the right people in your corner telling you that you need to take a break and you need to sit down right and you know people always say there's no excuse for it because you know I've heard people say that bipolarism and things like that can't be controlled and they're right to a certain extent because they do have an idea what they're doing but the mental aspect of it which I try to explain to people is that it, they know what they're doing but it seems normal even though it's not normal it's not common however they have trained their mind to think that it is normal so it's so hard for them and then there are two different people mm-hmm. you have to understand that they are basically battling with the person they want to be and the person that they're not like it's just the facade on one end and then it's the true them on the other side mm-hmm. and sometimes with him i seen the documentary he needed help from the moment his, moment his mom passed away I understand that some people think he's a narcissist. I think that, you know, I actually saw something different. I've seen a man that was definitely had talent. He is very smart, very educated person. However, he was locked, you know, he really dealt with some things he should have dealt with in the past. He didn't quite do, and he had to really prove himself. So therefore, his mom was his advocate. You know, it was his mom who was his cheerleader, knew all his lyrics with him, you know, pushed him to want to do better and be a better person and let him know that, hey, you are somebody, you are great at what you do. And he brings God to it a lot. He's always been, and people may not think, notice, but he's always been a God, godly person. He brings him up mm-hmm. in that documentary randomly. And there's somebody else recording him. So it's not like he's 
did it himself. It was somebody else doing it for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he really, you know, I would say, yes, he now knows and understands what his problem is. He just now needs to learn how to fix it and stay on his knees and do what he's supposed to do. Yes. And not helping because they rather get paid and and be in the limelight and record and get the financial backing and gain from it instead of saying, hey, I would take a step back for this man needs to help and, 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 and get something done. But him being him, you know, having that macho attitude, it's going to take a lot. And life. having money on top of that macho oh, that ego. He can buy his way through things. So this, that's, 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 now, if he was like a regular person like you and I, he'll be like a lot more help that he could get. Mm-hmm. But because he is so, like I said, he's very, he's uber talented. He does a lot of research, I can tell. He's very knowledgeable about some things, especially when it comes to black history and things like that. It's just that he has those two sides to him. Yeah, we're at the 28 mark. Thank you so much, Victoria. I love having these conversations. Uh, and you brought up a lot of great points. Thank you so much, Victoria. Everyone, uh, follow us at Awaken Soul Vibes on Instagram. And thank you so much. And visit afronique.com. Peace.